especially when we're talking about histamine intolerance, putting that casserole pack over the liver is going to help just start to give it a little boost. And we're going to start boosting that lymphatic system, which is a challenge often for these women. And it's just a really gentle way to start the detoxification process. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back, everybody. I hope your day is off to an amazing start with allergy season right around the corner. We are diving into histamine intolerance today. I've had so many people reach out and ask for suggestions for supporting their allergies and their sneezing and their runny nose. And trust me, I have been down this journey of histamine intolerance and it is no fun. So we're going to talk all about histamine intolerance today with my amazing guest, Heather Arecchio. And I met Heather because I coached her inside my nine-month business mentorship program. And to be able to see what my students can create and how knowledgeable they are, like I always learn so, so much from them. And Heather has been diving deep into functional diagnostic nutrition. She's so freaking knowledgeable and super smart. And she had this passion and this drive inside like so many of us do. You know, she was working her her 9 to 5 job and tired of it and wanted something more and super passionate about health and wellness and hormones and she has her own story of suffering from histamine intolerance and overcoming hormonal imbalances and and she's been studying functional nutrition on the side and she just knew like this is what I want to do with my life. I want to coach people. I want to support other women. And I think a lot of us have that inside of us. You know, we want something more and we just don't know where to start. We don't know what to do. And so we actually had Heather came into the program as a referral from one of her other friends who was in the program the following year. And and Heather came in and we helped her build her business. And here she is supporting women globally. She has this thriving practice, an online practice, um, helping women overcome histamine intolerance and support their hormones. And she dives deep into functional lab testing. And I'm so proud of her. I'm really, really proud of her to be a coach and to be able to witness these women really step into their power and create their businesses and sort of stand on their own. is is just amazing. It's amazing to witness and I'm super grateful for it. So my guest today is Heather Arecchio. She's an integrative health practitioner who specializes in helping women heal their gut and balance their hormones so they can get back to living their best life. After suffering from histamine intolerance for years, she set out to develop a comprehensive and effective approach to overcome its debilitating symptoms and finally get her illness into remission. Her methodology is built on a belief that the human body's innate ability to heal itself when given the right tools. Her goal is to teach you how to be your own doctor and listen to your body so you can stop living in fear of your symptoms. So we're talking about histamine intolerance today, what it is, what causes it, and how you can treat it holistically. Heather shares some tips and strategies as we head into the allergy season. 
And also we talk about the connection between histamine and your hormones. So without further ado, let's dive in. Enjoy. Want to learn how to eat, cook, and live healthier this year? The Holistic Culinary Certificate from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition in Ottawa, Canada will teach you cooking techniques and introduce you to an array of whole foods and holistic nutrition tips. Participate from the comfort of your own kitchen with live virtual interactive classes. Learn how to make your own fermented foods, broths, healing teas, and so much more. Classes start on March 26th. To find out more, head on over to csnnottawa.ca. Hello, Heather. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you with me today. Hey, Sam. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat about one of my favorite topics. Yes, it's going to be a juicy topic and something we get a lot of questions on from our community. So we're diving into histamine intolerance today. It's going to be really, really great. And I'm actually super excited to interview you because selfishly, I got to coach you and work with you inside my business mentorship program. That is how I got connected with Heather. And um, it's just so amazing to be able to like coach my students and meet these amazing women who are like all over the world and then see them have these awesome flourishing businesses. And Heather, you're doing like so much great work. I see everything that you're doing over on Instagram and how your business has grown. And I so acknowledge you for that. So it's been really amazing to be able to witness that and be a part of that journey in just, you know, any small way. So thank you for that honor. It's, it's been really great. Well, thank you so much for guiding me through that mentorship. It was uh, totally incredible and I should have done it. <laughs> I know you had only started it at a short time uh, right. before I enrolled, but I would have done it a long time ago <laughs> if I would have realized <laughs> awesome. all the benefit I've gotten. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. So before we officially dive in, I'd love it for you to share with our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, definitely. So my name is Heather. I'm an integrative health practitioner, and I help women who are dealing with gut imbalances, gut dysbiosis, hormonal imbalances, estrogen dominance, and um, primarily histamine intolerance. And that's because I struggled with histamine intolerance practically my whole life, and I didn't figure it out until about my mid-20s. Um, my mom would tell me, oh, yeah, you got hives when you were a baby, but the doctor, you know, you weren't really showing any other symptoms. So the doctor just thought it was a random thing. And then as I got into childhood, like five, six years old, I remember needing to take Motrin all the time because I would get migraines all the time. So that progressed as I got older um, into my teens, you know, constantly still getting migraines. And then I started getting really bad PMS and IBS symptoms and lots of sinus infections. Um, right. And I would walk into a room. And if there was a smell there, it would like trigger this like whole immune reaction in my body. And it took me so long to figure it out, going to all different specialists, endocrinologists, immunologists, naturopath, GI doctor. Yeah. And it really wasn't until I came across a very knowledgeable FDN practitioner and she was like, oh, your problem is histamine. And I was just like, you're speaking Spanish to me. I've never even heard of histamine before. Right. right. Um, so, you know, it took several years to really understand all the effects that histamine has on the body. And then, of course, all the potential root causes, because there are many. So it can make it very challenging when someone just finds out that they have histamine intolerance to really figure out where to start. It's quite overwhelming. For sure. Okay, so let's start at like the very beginning in terms of 
what histamine is, just like really breaking that down so that people can have a have a basic 101 on that. Yeah, definitely. So histamine, you know, it gets a bad rap because we're talking about when someone has too much histamine, that's classified as histamine intolerance, but we need histamine in our body. It's part of our immune function. Um, when we encounter different allergies or like, you know, you get stung by a bee or a mosquito bite, you know, we have histamine that um, gets sent to that part of the body and it's to start the healing process. We also have histamine that is um, part of digestion. So we need um, histamine in order to start producing hydrochloric acid, which is really important in breaking down protein. Um, so people that start to have too much of this, then they start to get symptoms of like GERD and acid reflux and that kind of thing. Um, and it also helps us with attention. So it's a neurotransmitter. It helps keep us awake. Now for people with too much, again, this is going to prevent them from sleeping or they're going to be waking up several times throughout the night. Um, so it can also contribute to, you know, neurotransmitter imbalances, um, like your melatonin, your serotonin. So you can kind of feel really amped up all the time. Or even um, if you're experiencing like a joyful event or something like that, any kind of um, stimulus to your nervous system can start to put you over the edge because you've already reached that threshold. So right. we have, you know, a wide variety of different functions that histamine has. And, you know, we need those, but it's when histamine levels get too high that your body gets really overwhelmed and you start to notice this dysfunction going on. For sure. I have dealt with it. I know, and it is not fun. <laughs> so mm -hmm. been there. And it's, I wouldn't say that I'm like fully over the hump, but it's a lot better than, than what it once used to be, especially, I mean, for the listeners who've been listening to this for a while, I've shared the story numerous times how like months I would be like literally glued to a Kleenex box and I would wake up and just be like, just so much sinus issues going on for months and months and would just be blowing my nose and sneezing for like the first three hours of the day. It was the wildest thing. So that does not happen anymore. Thank God. Yeah. So it's, it's been a journey for myself as well. So let's talk about like what's really causing histamine intolerance. Yeah. So there are a lot of potential causes. Um, so, you know, off the bat, we want to be looking at diet, of course. Right. Um, if you're eating a high histamine diet, so histamine is found in a variety of like aged foods and fermented foods. And it's kind of the way that these proteins break down, it increases the amount of histamine that you're going to find in those foods. Um, for people that don't have histamine intolerance, that's not a problem. But for people who are having issues processing that excess histamine, we're going to want to go on a low histamine diet. So avoiding things like yogurt, uh, kefir, even kombucha, which like we think is being really healthy. Um, yep. We want to avoid any kind of like aged meats, so like deli meats or hot dogs. Um, and then even when we're getting, you know, our grass fed beef and, you know, our high quality beef, we want to make sure that we're getting it as close as we can from like the time of slaughter because right. there, it contains histamine in it. And then the longer that it sits um, in your fridge or, or what have you in the travel time, um, those histamines levels increase. So that even counts when we're talking about having leftovers inside your fridge. If you've prepare, prepared some meat on Monday, it's going to have a lot more histamine in it come Wednesday or Thursday. Right. Um, fermented vegetables too, you know, were thought of as like those heal the gut, but that can be a nightmare for someone with histamine problems. For sure. Um, and alcohol is another big one. So not only does alcohol contain a lot of histamine, but it prevents your body 
from producing the diamine oxidase, the Dow enzyme, which is one of the top enzymes that helps break down excess histamine in the body. So those are, you know, kind of the well-known foods that are high in histamine. But then we also have other things like just stress in general. If you are, you know, like I used to be very type A, um, very much a go-getter and burning the candle at both ends, you're going to be producing more histamine. Right. Um, if you're not getting enough sleep, um, sleep is the foundation to, you know, any anytime we're talking about health in the body, that's going to increase histamine problems. Um, and then there are some, uh, like, I call them like sneaky causes. So I tend to notice, um, the women that I, uh, work with, they either have a history of one of these or all three of these, and it's, uh, excessive antibiotic use, birth control pills and ibuprofen or NSAIDs. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really the way that those three things affect the gut microbiome and they start turning the immune system from a Th1 state to a Th2 state. So when we're in that Th2 state, it's like this overactivation of the immune system. That's when we see all these autoimmune diseases. Um, so I tend to see a pretty big history of those things. And then there are also like gut infections. So what um, what's the state of your gut like? Do you have yeast overgrowth or C. difficile, SIBO? You know, we make that Dow enzyme inside the small intestine of our gut primarily. So if you have a bunch of harmful bacteria there, you're not going to be able to produce that diamine oxidase enzyme enough. And now we're going to get this overflow of histamine. Parasites are another big cause. Mm -hmm. I find that parasites and mold overgrowth are the two top causes. And you know why that is? Parasites essentially hijack the immune system. Um, they cause a release of histamine, formaldehyde, and ammonia in your body, which causes your mast cells to release even more histamine. They're absorbing your nutrients. Um, so very insidious. And the same thing for mold. You know, we're either eating mold on our food and things like corn and peanuts, grains and legumes, right. or you're exposed to it inside your home. You can be exposed to it inside your car. I didn't know it, but I was breathing it in from sleeping next to a window unit air conditioner <laughs> for like oh, several yeah, years. For sure. So that's a big source of mold, you know, even like hotel rooms, like you have to be really careful about this yep. stuff. People really don't suspect mold. And the thing is, is you don't have to see it in order to know that you've been exposed to it. Right. And it's, it's one of those things where some people are able to live in a house full of mold and they don't get symptoms. But then we have those women that are like canaries in the coal mine and they're, I mean, it's a blessing because really symptoms are a blessing at the end of the day. It's our body's way of For communicating sure. with us that it needs help. Um, but those are the women who, you know, have those excessive histamine problems and it's, it's from that mold. And really the only way that we can get mold out of the body is doing the right protocols and using the right binders, doing the liver support, the gut support. So that, that's a handful of, uh, of kind of the most common causes of histamine intolerance. And that's why it's so important to do a really thorough intake and really figure out what labs For we need sure. to do in order to figure out which of these root causes are, you know, why you're experiencing your symptoms. Absolutely. You know, it makes me think of um, when we used to live in the condo, our like air conditioning unit was just kind of like off to the side where our bed was in our bedroom. And it was blowing on us like mm -hmm. all the time, you know, nonstop. And then I got these like, I don't even know what they were called, but just got like skin issues. Um, 
these, mm-hmm. uh, I forget what it's called now, not like, they weren't hives, but they was just like skin discoloration, these little spots. And for mm-hmm. the longest time, I was just like, what is going on here? And then sure enough, I was like, oh my God, this is blowing all over the bed, all over our sheets. And, yeah. and then so changed all the sheets. I got rid of that. And we had to just, we just had to turn it off. We couldn't keep it on in the bedroom. And like, it made a huge difference. It was literally blowing all over my skin. So, you know, it's things like that, where I was like, I'm looking at everything in my diet. I'm looking at like, what's causing this? And then it's like right there in front of you. It's so obvious, but kind of not so obvious, right? Exactly. Okay. A really quick interruption to talk about myo-inositol. You've probably heard me talk about this pretty extensively on the podcast before. And if you follow me over on Instagram, you've probably seen me add a scoop of this into my morning coffee or elixir or even my smoothie. It really has a mild sweet taste and it mixes very well into liquids and water. And I love this product for many reasons. It supports mood balance by modulating neurotransmitter receptors. It promotes healthy glucose metabolism. It promotes ovulatory function. And it's really great for supporting menstrual regularity, especially in those that are dealing with polycystic ovarian syndrome. And it's been studied clinically for use in eating disorders, mood imbalance, and PCOS. I am a big fan of it and I highly recommend it, especially if you are dealing with some of those issues I just mentioned and having issues with blood sugar regulation and glucose issues, as well as weight, PCOS, fertility, issues with your cycle and finding even that you're really moody, especially in that luteal phase of your cycle, myo-inositol can really be a game changer for you. I personally love to use the one from Canprev. It is dairy-free, gluten-free, GMO-free, soy-free, vegan, and sugar-free. So head on over to your local health food store or search online for the Canprev myo-inositol. There's a lot of root causes here. It's Mm -hmm. like you said, you have to do a really thorough intake, going to your doctor and just saying you're having these like, you know, quote unquote, allergic reactions and being handed an antihistamine. Like it's not going to solve what's really happening here. So where do people start? Like they've got all these symptoms showing up and the liver's involved, the gut, nutrition, all of that. Like where would somebody start? Yeah, definitely. Um, So the first places that I start is obviously the diet piece. Um, you know, eliminating the high histamine food triggers. Um, we might be adding in a DAO enzyme to support breaking down that food grade histamine. And then some people benefit from um, the natural herbal antihistamines like quercetin is a really popular one, nettles, um, butter burr. But for the people that are having like really severe histamine problems, it might that those types of things might not help. Right. But it's definitely a place that I like to start. Um, and then also looking at personal care products. So, you know, anything that we put on our skin, our skin is our largest organ. We're going to be absorbing it all. And then our liver has to process that in 15 minutes. So we want to, you know, take the burden off of the liver as much as we can. So making sure we're not using endocrine disruptors, no fragrances, um, you know, no fluoride and a toothpaste, checking off all of those boxes and eliminating that toxic exposure that way. Um, we want to make sure that we're trying to optimize sleep. So I get people on magnesium. Um, some women I notice can't tolerate magnesium glycinate is one that I use frequently, but a lot of women, because it's so heavily absorbable, it'll start to cause them, uh, some kind of detox symptoms. 
So sometimes we have to play around with that. And that's why, you know, working with practitioners is so important and, you know, getting quality supplements and kind of understanding how these supplements are working um, is really important. And then I also like to start with castor oil packs. So um, they, I could do, you know, a 30 minute talk on all the benefits of castor oil packs, but especially when we're talking about histamine intolerance, putting that castor oil pack over the liver is going to help just start to give it a little boost. And we're going to start boosting that lymphatic system, which is a challenge often for these women. And it's just a really gentle way to start the detoxification process. For some women, I do recommend depending on if this is the first time that you're kind of doing any detoxing, we might need to introduce some binders before and after to help mitigate any potential discomfort because it is normal. The first couple of uses, maybe you're going to notice a little bit of flushing, um, a little bit of hives and a little bit of itching. It's because we're finally pushing that histamine out of the body. Totally. Um, so I love, you know, working on all of those things while we're waiting for test results to come back um, and just kind of starting to check things off little bits one by one. Perfect. Yeah. I absolutely love castor oil packs. And I often find if I use it at night, I actually, it's very calming. There's something so calming about it. it like puts me to sleep. Um, so mm-hmm. I do often leave it on when I, when I go to bed at night, I don't know how you do it. Or sometimes even I'm just sitting here at my desk, like I just, just use it. There's so many opportunities to use it. Yeah, definitely. I have clients that like to use it throughout the night and, um, it's one of those things where, you know, you can't, you can't really overdo it. The, you know, you're, you're, you're overdoing it is if you start to get like loose stools. Right. Um, but really the more you do it, the more benefit you're going to get from it. For sure. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So you mentioned labs and doing some testing. Mm-hmm. What would that look like? Yeah. So there's really like, if we are really wanting to see like low levels of histamine in your body, um, that testing can be really expensive and it's very difficult because it's like you have to go to the lab when you're having a reaction and like get a blood draw and it's really complicated. So, you know, rather than doing that where we can really just kind of look at your symptoms and history and be like, you obviously have histamine problems. Let's look for those root causes. So, you know, we're definitely going to be checking gut health potentially with an organic acid test and or a GI map test which is going to show us, do you have that SIBO? Do we see any parasites? It has different markers of mold, um, mitochondrial function. And then more often than not, I'm almost always wanting to run a mycotoxin test because mycotoxins are just so much associated with histamine problems and people really underestimate this. And then, you know, it really depends on the types of mold that you have in your body is going to dictate the type of treatment and the type of binders that we want. So we really want to get that information. Um, and then, you know, if you're dealing with estrogen dominance, which is very common problem to have overlapping with the cystamine problem, right? I know that that was me and I totally did not understand when I was experiencing it, why I was having worse histamine throughout different points in my cycle. And it's, you know, when estrogen is high in our cycle, that's when the body can produce more histamine and vice versa. When we have too much histamine, it can produce more estrogen. So it's like this terrible positive feedback cycle. Um, So we want to check for that estrogen dominance using a Dutch test. That's going to show us the breakdown of those three different types of estrogen. You know, what's your progesterone look like? Progesterone actually helps our body produce more of that Tau enzyme. So we want to optimize our hormones in that way. So those are kind of like the baseline tests. 
And then it might just depend on, you know, do we know that you also had a lot of dental work and you have silver fillings? For sure. We're going to check for things like heavy metals, um, as well as like maybe you've been exposed to a lot of chemicals. We're going to run like a Great Plains tox test where it's looking at a wide variety of different toxins, um, glyphosate, that kind of thing. Um, so it's definitely person specific. But at a minimum, we want to do the Dutch test, the organic acid test, um, the mycotoxin test, and then potentially also the GI map. Awesome. Okay. No, that's a really good overview. So you mentioned estrogen dominance. I'd love to really talk about the connection here between histamine and your and your hormones because there's obviously a big there's a big role there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so when we think about a woman's you know typical. 28, 30 day cycle, um, we have estrogen that's going to rise at two points throughout the cycle. So once, you know, preparing the body for ovulation, and then again, right before we get our period, if you're someone who has estrogen dominance, those estrogen spikes are going to be a lot more significant and your progesterone is going to be a lot less. So at the, at these two times during your cycle, women tell me this all the time that like, they just have the worst histamine problems during ovulation or right before their period. And it's because of that estrogen spike. Unfortunately, estrogen and histamine can both be released from mast cells and they can both bind to mast cells. So when one is high, it triggers the body to release the other one. Um, So that's why, you know, we want to do things to be addressing liver health. You know, castor oil is one of those. Um, And then also, you know, any kind of estrogen supporting detoxification with, you know, getting high fiber foods, um, you know, dim can help, um, different herbal blends like dandelion and burdock right. and that kind of, uh, those kind of herbal supports can help start detoxifying the liver. But yeah, um, it can be very frustrating, um, having to deal with those excess histamine problems and not really understanding the connection to the surging estrogen at the different points of your cycle. For sure. For sure. It's so key to track because then you can be even more conscious about the things you need to avoid, like drinking alcohol or things like that around those specific times in your period. Um, I know that sushi, it's the randomest thing, but like sushi, I used to really react to eating it right around my period. But if I ate it Mm -hmm. in like early follicular phase, I didn't have this reaction to it. It was it was really interesting. Um, and yeah. so just being, yeah, just tracking your cycle can really help you be conscious of, you know, when to really be conscious of eliminating certain things. Ladies, I quickly want to interrupt our episode today and talk about some amazing herbs that you can use to support your adrenal glands and reduce symptoms of stress. Harmony Restore is an amazing product that helps to relieve general stress and exhaustion. And they have an amazing blend of herbs, both traditional Chinese medicine herbs and Western herbal medicine to truly support adrenal gland health and stress. One of my favorites, holy basil, I've spoken about it before, and it is fantastic for relieving just those general stress symptoms. And it's been shown, scientifically shown, to reduce exhaustion, sleeplessness, sexual problems, and even forgetfulness. We know what happens when we are highly stressed and we got all this chronic stress going on and dealing with bills and kids and projects and family. We tend to have a lot of brain fog and forgetfulness and our memory can really start to fail us. And holy basil can be a really great herb to start including to nourish the adrenal glands and also support the brain. 
Ashwagandha is one of my favorites as well. I love this one. It's great for the nervous system and really supporting nervous system energy. And I love it because not only is it great for adrenal health, but it's really fantastic for the thyroid as well and helping with that T4 to T3 conversion, which as we know, if we got a lot of adrenal stress going on, it actually lowers the output of thyroid hormones. And a really unique thing about this product is it contains olive fruit. Olive fruit is loaded with polyphenols, which are very potent in antioxidants and anti-inflammatory benefits. Our body is really going to eat up a lot of antioxidants if we are under a lot of chronic stress. As a bonus, the olive fruit extract is also really great for protecting the skin. So it helps to support sun-exposed skin and offers that protective skin health and properties Um, and a lot of the antioxidant support to really nourish the skin as well. So I'm a really big fan of this product. It's a multi-herb formula. You can head on over to takeharmony.com to learn more, and you can search for these products, Harmony Balance, Harmony Restore, and even Harmony Menopause in your local health food store. I'd love to talk about antihistamines because that's probably the first place that people want to go, you know, you have an allergic response. So you're going to take some antihistamines or seasonal allergies. You're going to start popping your antihistamines. Let's talk about the problems with using these long-term. Yeah, definitely. So it can, it's very common for people to be taking like an Allegra or a Zyrtec all the time and not really understand that you're, you're making your histamine problems worse in the long run. So you know, these products and like a Benadryl, it's actually blocking your body from producing histamine. So anytime we do that in the body, when we come off of those drugs, we have the potential for a rebound production. Um, And not only that, but they also affect gut health in a negative way. And anytime we're impacting gut health, we know we have the potential to impact histamine levels. So again, it's, um, you know, it's difficult because I, I understand and I sympathize and I've been there where I've had to take a few Benadryl in order to, you know, get through a night of sleep or something like that. But it's not a long-term strategy because it's it's messing with your hormones as well. You know, um, women who have been on these for a long time, they actually have lower levels of testosterone and they don't understand why they don't have energy or they're not building muscle, or they have, you know, really bad brain fog. So, um, you know, long-term use of some of these antihistamines has actually been linked to memory problems and even dementia. Um, And again, that kind of goes back to histamine as a neurotransmitter, and we need it in order to be alert and um, have proper brain function. So in acute uses when, you know, we absolutely need it, I totally understand that. But um, it's, it's not a long-term strategy. Makes sense. Absolutely. So for somebody who, I mean, we're recording this like near the end of February or mid-February. And so right around the corner, we're going to start heading into spring and seasonal allergies are going to start arise, arising for a lot of people. What are some things that people can start doing right now to really support their body as they head into, you know, the allergy season? Yeah. So again, thinking about gut health, um, you know, avoiding the triggers, the high histamine food triggers like alcohol and that kind of thing. Um, some people do really well with like a glutamine supplementation. Um, and we also want, you know, give those supplements a try that like butter burn, that quercetin, um, those can be really helpful in helping to stabilize those mast cells. 
um, as well as thinking about sinus health. So, you know, using a neti pot can be really helpful. Um, people don't think about like sinus maintenance, but that can be right. um, a really good way to help keep those toxins uh, out of your body because anything that we're breathing in is eventually going to go down into our digestion tract. Um, so those are some some of the places that people could start. Awesome. Yeah, that's a really great tip. I have a nebulizer, so I I use I use that. And yeah, it, you can put some like essential oils in there or hydrogen peroxide, just like a 3%. And that's been actually really helpful. So lastly, I want to talk about exercise and histamine intolerance because you had posted about this. And, you know, I've been hearing a lot of women dealing with like this exercise resistance. And so I know that there's also a relation here, a correlation here with histamine intolerance. So can you explain the connection there? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, exercise is a stressor on the body. Um, so anytime we're increasing the stress demand on the body, we're increasing the potential for histamine production. Um, and this is especially true when we're doing like high intensity exercise. And I used to be like a high intensity junkie, um, you know, having to get my runs in and that kind of thing. And oh, yeah. I didn't understand that I would go running and I, my whole body would be itchy all over and I would like break out in hives and I would be swollen. Um, and it's because, you know, when, when we're exercising, we, the histamine production, it actually helps, um, build muscle and it actually helps us recover. But when people already have a really full histamine bucket, then just that little bit of exercise is going to push you over the edge and it's right. not going to be therapeutic anymore. So we want to modify our exercise um, to just like walking to something that's going to keep us in that parasympathetic state. Um, and, you know, even um, yoga or, you know, just some like resistance weights, you know, we really, we don't want to be adding any more stress to the body at that point in time. But yes, we do want to do things to move the lymphatic system in order to support the liver. Um, but yeah, absolutely. If you are like a CrossFit junkie or a high intensity junkie, like this is the time to, you know, cool down on, on all of those forms of exercise and really try to make your exercise more restorative because otherwise you're just going to be driving that histamine production up. Totally. So I know that you mentioned, obviously like your healing journey took some time, you know, it's, it's a commitment. It's something you really need to dedicate to. So for those who are listening, who are maybe really struggling and going through this right now, and perhaps dealing with some similar symptoms that, you know, you spoke about and that you had dealt with, what can people really expect in terms of the healing process and what that's going to look like? Yeah. I mean, healing is never linear. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. And I think, especially when we're talking about histamine tolerance, you just have to be patient. Um, I learned the hard way of, you know, what it's like to take too much antiparasitic uh, herbs yep. and getting a Herxheimer reaction. So, you know, the clients that are um, suffering with histamine into intolerance, we really got to go low and slow and you have to pace yourself because you're already a, a more sensitive population. Right. So, you know, the that's the worst thing that we could do is just start overwhelming your body with too much, too much detox right away. You know, instead, we want to focus on opening detox and drainage pathways first, bringing you back into that parasympathetic state. Um, you know, it's, it's takes time, you know, it took me probably nine months to really get my symptoms into a remission that I hadn't experienced in years. Right. Um, so 
don't expect things to just happen overnight because really you've been acquiring this problem likely for years. For sure. You know, the, the women that I've talked to, um, this is not something where they just all of a sudden started dealing with it. It's like, okay, when I go back thinking about it, I've been dealing with these problems for a really long time. I just never knew that they were histamine problems. So just being patient and, um, you know, expecting, you know, some hiccups along the way, for sure. but still, you know, you should still be noticing that after, you know, a month's time period that you're having less flare ups or, you know, you're sleeping better, you know, we should still be seeing small improvements along the way. Awesome. Well, that's really good to hear. And I mean, nine months of being able to commit to something so that you could have remission of symptoms that is 100% worth it. I know for myself how it felt and you don't want to wake up every day having to blow your nose and sneeze and go through a box of Kleenex and like literally couldn't function. And when you have that flare up like that, it exhausts you. Like that histamine reaction is exhausting. Like I felt so tired all of the time. I'm not sure if you can relate to that, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was drinking so much coffee. Um, I like I was making my cold brew at home extra strong and having like two of those a day. And then, of course, I shook my cortisol level and it was so tanked. So the fatigue is very real and it's frustrating, too, because, you know, I I would feel fatigued no matter what I did, even if I'm eating the healthy foods, the low histamine foods. But it's you know, the bucket is just so overfilled at that point in time that, you know, every, it feels like everything you're doing isn't working. (laughs) For sure. Which is why you have to really dive in deeper and look into like gut and really heal infections and whatnot. Well, that was super informative. Let our audience know where they can connect with you and find you. I know you're hanging out on Instagram. uh, So share those details. My website is revivewithheather.com. And uh, you can find me at Instagram, revive underscore with underscore Heather. Um, I'm very active on there. I really try to put out good content um, because this is one of those topics where you really want to be educated and there's a lot to know. Um, I'm, I'm also on Facebook, uh, revive with Heather and um, revive with Heather at gmail.com. So I look forward to uh, connecting with your listeners. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we will have all of that linked up in the show notes. Thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, we will connect soon. Thank you so much, ladies, for tuning in today. I really appreciate you being here. And I hope you learned a lot from Heather. If you would like to grab her histamine hormone healing guide, you can do so over on the website. Head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 191. That's 191. And you can also learn more about Heather by following her on Instagram at revive underscore with underscore Heather. Again, all of that will be in the show notes. So head on over there. Thanks for being with us today. I'll chat with you next week. Take care. Thank you so much for being with me today. If there's anybody that you know that can benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll connect with you next week.